Hey everyone, welcome back to Not So Random the Podcast. Um, it's Raquel, and today I have a special guest with me, Aaron. We are here to talk about Black Panther Wakanda Forever, and I guess all of phase four of the MCU. You know, it's been a very interesting ride, so I guess we'll get right into it. Aaron, say hi to the people. What's up, y'all? Aaron, uh, Hero Topics. Make sure you follow me on Instagram and Twitter. And we back at it again with the, uh, the conclusion. You called us at the beginning with the start with WandaVision, and now we're here at the end with Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever. Yeah, we definitely have missed a few projects, but I guess we can just go through real quickly at the end um, our thoughts. I guess in our rankings, we'll basically give our thoughts uh, specifically about certain things. Alrighty, so Black Panther Wakanda Forever, of course, honestly, a very rocky uh, production. Uh, you know, after the death of Chadwick Boseman, Ryan Coogler had to rewrite the script. And the death of Chadwick Boseman was already just like just like a crazy thing enough. Like I think all of us were shocked. It's still a death that shocks me as a mm-hmm. you know a celebrity death in general. It's like that one affected me. I was definitely crying when I found that one out. Just because it's just like you don't expect, I guess to use you don't expect to lose like young actors in general. And he was only in his forties, so that's a young guy. And you know, anyway, very sad. And so of course that affects the production of. Uh, the series that he was, I guess, in the front of uh, Black Panther. And so Ryan Coogler had to rewrite the script, of course, grieving. And then everyone had to put their input in, you know, the hashtag uh, recast T'Challa thing going around and like all these like, different pressures. Of course, he knows what to the family. He got the blessing from the family to like go ahead and do this movie and decide to make this a tribute movie to Chadwick Boseman, which I think was the best thing they can do. Because mm-hmm. um, I just, I feel like you can't not acknowledge his death that really would be kind of messed up. Even in a recast, I think you would still want to acknowledge, okay, like Chadwick Boseman was in this role and they're like, that's not the same guy. I think that's extremely like lazy. Even though I don't mind the idea of recasting him, I don't also just, I don't agree with just like ignoring it completely. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Especially, anyway, not the point. And so, um, yeah, and then production started and it halted and whatnot. Lakeisha Wright did not want to take her vaccine. Yeah. So that was the whole thing too, but I guess she clearly took them and she got on that stage, you know, Ryan Cooler and Kevin Feige to make some phone calls. Was like, girl, get it together, which right. she did. Um, and so I'm shocked this movie came out in this year. I thought it was going to be delayed by a bunch of months, honestly. So shout out to them and shout out to the Marvel and Disney money for putting their money into this. Um, you know, that's great. So anyway, movie that I was really shook about. I was nervous. I wasn't sure if this was going to be good because also the first one is so like well favorite i mean it was nominated for uh film of the year it won oscars for costuming and whatnot it won i think also an oscar for their soundtrack so this movie had it was a it was a really just and just forget comic book movie it was a movie that just like really hit the black community intensely like you know people embraced it people were walking around wakanda forever for mm-hmm. months afterwards the memes that have come from it like people have not shut up about that movie since 2018 when it came out mm-hmm. so you know, for you for it to be a culture of mindstone and for, you know, people to be like, okay, well, when are we gonna be the second time with the main character and no longer on this uh earth? There's a little people a little shook, right? And then um, yeah, and I mean like it's just a story that people who didn't even watch comic movies watched it. Um mm. so that always says something, you know, because usually when people who will do that is with a character for like Spider-Man. People mm-hmm. people go see Spider-Man movies because people know Spider-Man, but people aren't gonna go see, I don't know, Captain America. Mm-hmm. Like now maybe they will but you go yeah. see who you know right like you see the mm-hmm. character you know people know spider-man black people saw black panther because he was black right yeah. I, I don't think people really knew black panther but i think because chadwick boseman the cast was so incredible that like that's when they went to go see it mm-hmm. 
anyway so basically wakanda forever is about grieving it's about loss it's about grieving of course t'challa's uh tyler bozeman the man but also of course the character in the in the film and the universe t'challa and uh he dies from an illness i like the way they did that honestly um they didn't make it started a supernatural off right out thing. the gate with it yeah too. i appreciate how they didn't go the supernatural route because that could have been really easy like oh something from the thanos snap left over but i do think the illness is something that you just can't beat it Yeah. Like it's something that is it's very it's a very human way for a superhero to die um so i think that i i like the way they did that they get right to it and then it's a you know it takes they, they jump skip a year and then it becomes about colonization and of course in black panther one the whole thing was like we don't share our secrets because you know when the world finds out you have this entire superpower you are a superpower of a nation and you can take down anything with vibranium that they're going to come after it and that's exactly what happens like the All french right. are after our, the you know the u.s is like well we want sanctions we want all these we want we want what y'all got and y'all are being selfish and because y'all decide to join the u.n you need to give us our stuff and queen woman is like i think not that's not how this goes um and so because of the sanctions and you know bec and because the because of the events actually from civil war i don't know if you repeat but remember when tony stark you remember when tony stark gave uh the money to mit basically to fund projects i think that they might talk about in the show but i assume that from the events of that Riri, uh williams has the money to fund and build all these random projects uh well definitely she thought it was for school but the cia takes it which is a very interesting thing so That should be interesting, but basically, uh, because Riri Williams is a genius and she can build, she built this vibranium like search thing. The CEI takes it from MIT, funded by Tony Stark now, um, and searching the ocean for these for vibranium, and they find it outside Wakanda, which is super weird because it's like mm, that's only supposed to be Wakanda. Right. Of course, it's in Talokan. Uh, in the comics is Atlantis. They switched up things, so just we're right. go with the movie version. Um, and Namor basically says undersea nation of his people like and you know and and they and they got it and basically you know they're not then they no one has discovered them basically because they kill all witnesses which i think is genius right. i think it's g and so basically the entire movie is about him protecting his resources trying to get uh to uh trying to get shuri to be like shuri and queen armonda until she's no longer there uh queen armonda to figure to join him into basically taking over the uh universe or basically taking over the the i guess the land land mm -hmm. versus sea people i guess it's the easiest way to say it um and they wouldn't not listen to him and so they basically go to war namor kills queen lamonda and mm. shuri figures out when she you know shuri figures out how to take the recreate the heart-shaped herb that kelman destroyed in the first movie and um figures it out becomes the black panther almost kills Namor, honestly. And yeah. uh, they end up coming to a peace treaty. Um, that's the whole movie. And then at the end, yeah. you discover that uh, T'Challa and Lupita's character had a son. And I think everybody was shook. I don't Let know me tell you. Saw that, but everybody was silent. Let me tell you when I, this is two moments when I cried. When Shuri was finally designed, ready to burn the funeral garbs, and um then I was just like, damn. And then you, the videos of the yeah, images playing, of the and first the wind one. Blowing. That one got me. I was already tearing up right there, right? Then you get the cutest little kid to come in and be like, "Oh, I'm I'm Toussaint," which is actually the name of the of the Haitian revolutionary who uh, led the Haiti against the French to get Haiti's freedom. So that name actually is super dope in in like black and black history in general. And then he's like, "That's my Haitian name. My Wakanda name is T'Challa." I was a wreck. I that's right there is when I was just like, "Oh." 
this is too much for me. This is literally too much for me to deal with. Um, so yeah, that's when I got really emotional. Cause the kid was super cute too, so it just didn't help. Mm-hmm. Um and innocent. Innocent, yeah. And I I think the sad thing from that is that like you like I did the math on this, and I think everyone did the math on this, is that like if the kid's like six years old, right? Thanos snapped in in that universe, 2020, 2018, I think that movie takes was 2018, five years, it jumps to 2023. And then he only had like a year, he, he T'Challa was snapped back into life. He had, he was sick. So he, and he was sick immediately when he came back. And you assume it's right after, this movie takes place right after the snap in right. 2023, 2024, whatever the case is. So he probably only did about like maybe less than a year with his son. And mm-hmm. so it's just super sad. I did the math real quick. And I was, and I watched this twice in theaters. I watched it twice this over the weekend. I watched it Saturday and then Sunday. Mm-hmm. It was even better the second time. I've got to be honest with you. Um, yeah, that's the entire plot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Any, anything so to add? You, you cry both times or just the first? Okay, so I was gonna say this for later, but like, uh, I did barely. I could not really cry the first time. I had watched it with the shittiest audience okay. like, the first time because I. I rented it. It was a theater that group that rented the theater out. I don't want to say who it is because that's yeah. <laughs> um, rented theater. And I just don't like watching comic movies with non comic book fans because mm-hmm. they just, my group just talked the entire time. This group of girl, black woman next to me who just would not shut the fuck up. And right. and everyone knows I love movies. And my biggest pet peeve is like, please, no cell phones. Do not fucking move. Do not talk to me. Do not talk to the movie. I, and I don't get me wrong. I know I'm watching black people. Look, I'm going to get a little chitter chatter. Yeah. And like, I could be fine with that. But it was the entire movie. And it was also like full blown volume. Like, it wasn't at a respectable volume. It's like, I can hear you from here. And there's some old black people over there to the right, to the right of me. And they just, it was, and they were talking about, what they were doing for Thanksgiving and their cousins. And I said, <laughs> we're in a fucking theater, y'all. There is a theater blasting a movie at us with speakers. So I paid for. That we all paid for. And y'all yeah. can't shut the fuck up. Like, oh my gosh, I was so fucking annoyed. <laughs> and then I'm thinking it's bad enough for them. But then no, all these people are walking around the theater, like with their flashlights trying to find seats. And it's like, you are 15, 20 minutes late. Yeah. You won't have to go sit at the front like the rest of everyone else who came in late. That's on that's on y'all. Because it was a rented theater, it's not like we could rent our own seats. And that's all that's a pet Because then you know, I like a specific seat. I didn't get the seat I wanted, but it's fine. I mean, I don't like being all the way in the back. That was maybe when I was 12, it was cool, but the middle was really where it's at. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was just the whole thing. And I was so fucking annoyed that <laughs> of course I enjoyed the movie, but it was hard to enjoy when you people are talking and I'm like, I can't even hear the fucking dialogue. Yeah and shit because you feel the need to talk about yeah she really servant yeah mm-hmm. yeah he got please, <laughs> please right he's like we all see it <laughs> and the, i feel like there are certain moments in don't get me wrong in spider-man no way home when andrew garfield and told me why popped up i was cheering but yeah that was a cheering moment that's what everyone's doing it and everyone was doing it right but i feel like if you talking when they just fighting come on now please yeah stop. please stop like you know, you just and she's it's 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 just all this two on dialogue for me, and maybe mm-hmm. that makes me like anti-black a little bit with the you know because I get no. how black people are in their movies, but I fucking hate that shit. No, I get it. I was ready, and like my mom was like, "Did you enjoy the movie?" I was like, "No," because these these because no one would shut the fuck up. Right. <laughs> so that is my quick rant that was on my heart. I ran to after and I was like, "How 
you can't you can't you can't like tell people because she, she's asking me outside the theater right and she's just, mm-hmm. like you can't say that and for the people who who did this and i said well since they're in their fucking 20s 30s 40s 50s and 60s they can shut the fuck up because it's a <laughs> fucking movie the only people i expect that from is fucking toddlers after right. that no i know this is a long anyway i didn't mean to rant that long but it did piss <laughs> me the great. fuck off so anyway second th- second night i watched it with a much ch- most more a, a crowd who knew what the hell was going on and also mm-hmm. just shut the fuck up mm-hmm. and I, a, a little dialogue here and there as a little kid crying all the way in the front that, <laughs> it was fine we can handle so that, that we can handle that i can handle that but i did cry the second time the first time i i it was like oh this is sad and that's all right. i could really get through um but it was better the second time for me yeah um, did you cry i did not cry my eyes did tear up um i think at the part where Rwanda and um, the general from the Dora Malaje were arguing and she was talking about like, I've lost pretty much everything. Oh, yeah. Angela Bass is just, I just, I really like Angela Bass no matter what she plays in. And I'm still mad that she hasn't gotten an Oscar yet. Like, that's just ridiculous to me. But I think that was the part that got me the most. The yeah. rest of the part was sad, but I think like you could just see like the passion, her acting of that part. I was like, dang, like she really like got into this role. You know what I mean? I saw this very funny clip that was like, uh, it was like some, it was a like black comic book nerds. And they were basically just, they were just like, yo, this acting, the, this is the acting that black people usually say for slave movies. <laughs> right. And she, had, and she like that shit to fuck a comic book movie. Right. And like she I had her veins popping out like, her neck, her forehead. Like she, she was. She was really good. Um, You know, there are rumors that maybe they'll like put her up for a supporting actress, hopefully, or like, you know, people are just tweeting that for now. Um, right. It's hard to get comic book it's, I mean, yeah, but you know, the Oscars are very pretentious and they're a very anti-comic movie, like, just because I just don't think they see, cam- com- even though comic characters have been around longer than, like, their properties, mm-hmm. I think because it's intellectual property that is seen for kids, um, and because I guess they're not rated R and they're not, like, blood and gore, they don't get, uh, I don't know, I, I don't agree with that, the idea that comic movies aren't art, I mean, I think you would agree with me because we both yeah. like comic books, but, like, um, you know, I think the Batman deserves to get nominated for Oscars because yeah. it's a fucking incredible movie. But like, I think they might get technical awards. Usually, superhero movies like this get like technical awards, mm-hmm. uh, but nothing that's going to be presented on stage for the actors. And uh, you know, it's a shame. So it's, it's it's a shame. And I think the Oscars should definitely like not everything should be super artsy. And don't get me wrong. You know, y'all know I love a good artsy film. Right. But I do think that like it needs to be updated. Like not everyone is watching Tar. but they're just not and i I, it's just like i think people act like oh if it doesn't have an oscar behind or a nomination then it's not considered high art just like it definitely can still be that Mm -hmm. you can just let other things that people are actually watching in as well right right and it did good in the box office what is that 180 million what uh black panther the first movie or the second one the second one the first one made like the, the first one made like a billion dollars this this one made 360 million 320 million this oh weekend. dang never mind i didn't yeah, know yeah you know it's a billion dollars expiring like, no way home billion dollars. this one's definitely a billion dollars plus they are i bought tickets i'm gonna see the menu this friday another movie coming out uh with rafe starring Ray Fines and excuse me and there's only one showing of that movie because black panther wakanda forever is in literally every other theater mm-hmm. in that the, in that movie so I think they will sell out. But also, I get it. I mean, they know people are going to see gonna see this movie. I don't know. I think they could have, like, let them put the few yeah. years. So. But you're right. When I got there, it had a 7 o'clock show on 6.30. I was like, dang. It was, like, 11.30, 11.45, 12, 12 <laughs> 12.30. I was like, well, damn, like, mm-hmm. y'all not showing nothing else, huh? So, whatever. So, yeah, I think Disney bought out. So, they'll make their money. They'll hit a billion dollars. 
uh i'm not worried about that but anyway uh this entire phase four this entire movie is about grief of course uh phase four has been about grief um so i found it i found that this and i think wandavision probably handled grief the best mm-hmm. when it came to when it comes to i guess mcu films like this one to me okay when i first watched it i was like oh they're not really letting things breathe like it's just it goes back to back to back i think i texted you this right right on my second watch i was like wait this is how grief really is because yeah. when you lose someone close you know you're you're in this you can be in this moment and like thinking about your lost loved one and all of a sudden something comes up it's, it's like boom 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 right it's yeah. like you need to go to work you need to go do this you need to go, you need to go pick up this you need to go do run this errand run that errand even like when you're real grieving, life even when you're planning a funeral you're literally grieving like that effect is right there like i watched my mom plan my her mom's like my grandmother's funeral and um we're not we're actually not that one but her great aunt because she already lost her mom at that point mm-hmm. but like i remember my mom like i was at boarding school at the time but anyway my mom i remember like my mom having to like plan and do all these things like for her mom that she's mm-hmm. grieving but you still have to plan the funeral so it's like very much and real like you know you don't have no one has you don't have the chance to breathe right and so i think that really made sense for me now on my second watch i was like yeah like that makes way more sense like how they how they show the grieving process and then when it's like at the sure it doesn't happen until the end till after every till after her mom has passed away till after she has to fix wakanda and you know fix the figure out the heart-shaped herb that she has the time to breathe mm-hmm. and actually finally burn the funeral garments right and it's been yeah. over a year since um her brothers died and then of course she has to wear the same funeral garments for for her brother for, for her mother's funeral i can't believe when the mom died that really caught me off guard um yeah i'm sorry yeah i was a little shook that they actually did kill her off did i watch you know i love me a good new rock stars new heavy a good heavy spoilers thing and someone was like yeah she might die and i was like nah like completely like, wrote that off like as happening <laughs> and i was like i was like oh shit she actually killed her off right like and I was like, well, was this necessary? I was like, maybe we could do the third movie. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's not sitting right with me, but I guess it was definitely a plot twist that I don't think none of us was expecting because I know I wasn't. Yeah, and I guess in a movie about grief or loss, I think they also, we have to establish Namor as a character who is going to do anything to protect his nation. Mm-hmm. Um, also, does Anna, did Angela Bassett want to do the third one? Did mm-hmm. they want to afford her? You know, sometimes it's just like, yeah, in the character, in the world as well, but also, you know, it's in real life, you got to pay her, pay people, yeah. right? Um, but I think also, so to be fair, that because of the loss of Chadwick Boseman, they had to rewrite some of the parts of the script. This movie was about about loss. I think Angela Bassett's, I think Cleo Mondes was to die no matter what. I think Chishala and Shuri would still been, if Chadwick wasn't still alive, she still would have died no matter what versus Namor. Like Namor was always supposed to be there. Um, uh, but yeah, I think it was just supposed to be the, the 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 loss of time with him and his son, and then him and his mom, his mother as well. I think that was the original idea. So I think they probably kept that in the script, which I mean makes sense. Yeah. Like, and um, but I think it feels heavy because you like you already know Chadwick Boseman's gone, Shishala's gone, and then the mom too. You're like, well, damn, right? She ain't catching no break, right? But no, I like, she just looked like she was fed up. Yeah, and I've listened to some of Ryan Coogler's interviews uh, since I watched the movie, and like. He, I think a lot of things were supposed to already be there, but they had to, re, you know, they had to, they had to have a huge overhaul of the Chala parts, of course. And so I think, yeah. I think something that replaced with Shuri. So yeah. I think that's really how this movie ended up coming about. Um, yeah. And so, what was I trying to say? Anyway, I think that this movie handles grief really well, mm-hmm. um, and it's just super. 
it's a really intense film to watch. It doesn't feel intense until like the end, I think though, at least to me, like it's a pretty solid, easy watch. You know, it was hard for me to watch Black Panther uh, after Chadwick Boseman died. Like that was just, it's just a hard one to watch when I rewatched it finally, like I think like maybe a few months ago. Um, and so now I'm just like, well, I want to watch this casually. Like, I don't know. Right. Um, it's, a, it's a heavy movie, like you it's said. A, it's heavy because of the real life, like, you know, reflection. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, know I mean, I probably will end up rewatching it because it is a fucking great movie. I've got yeah. to say they really knocked out the park. I think it's better than the first one. I th- it is better than the first one to me. Yeah. Yeah. I like I, it better than the first. Me, me too. I think the this first one, one was good. The first one is great, really. It's a really great movie, but the the second one, I think the second one gets really deeper. I think also because they've built Wakanda out in the MCU too, so you understand how deep certain things are. You understand like the idea of uh, colonization being a really big deal uh, for them. You understand Namor's points because it's, it's, I mean, yeah, like you, I feel like you, you just get everything now a little bit clearer. I think in the first one, Ryan Coogler had to build all of Wakanda. Yeah. He did do some serious world building. And then in this one, the world's been built. So now you can dig deeper into Wakanda and the, um, the people in the Dora Milaje. Like all these things you already understand what's going on. Also, yeah, I want to talk about, oh, go ahead. I was, I was about to, I want to talk about the Killmonger. Cameo. I was just about to say that. Okay. That I, caught me off guard. I something told me I was like you know because people were just like what they bring Killmonger back I said Killmonger is dead they're not gonna bring him back Marvel does not the MCU I'm like the comics MCU does not revive people from the dead usually mm-hmm. um not unless they really need to um but um I was like he's not coming back but I was like I would not be surprised if he if he showed up in this movie some at some point I knew it was gonna be a flashback but then I knew it was him when when she raised and you didn't hear the mom like when you didn't hear I was like why should be Killmonger and Seconds later, Killmonger. Yo, um, I was shook. And, but then I saw him at the premiere. I was like, why is he? Like, I guess I could kind of understood, but I was like, why is he like with the rest of the cast at the premiere? You know what I mean? Like, he was like, they took a group picture together. I'm like, that's kind of weird. Said, I'm not going to hold you. That didn't tip it off to me because to me, I was sitting there like, oh, of course he showed up for the for his yeah. friend's movie. That's all I thought. I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, everyone who showed up, I was like, oh, you showed up because you're either a part of the MCU or because mm-hmm. you are, you know, yeah Boseman, that's what you're showing up for essentially um so yeah that to me was just really like the, that i i wasn't tipped off by that but i like the idea that for sure killmonger pops up because she isn't space of vengeance she's angry yeah. as she should be like mm-hmm. that nigga literally told her more mourn your death mourn your <laughs> he said bury your dead mourn your loss you are queen now then walked and then flew off right well yes. your, dad, your mom's drowning like that is crazy, crazy. And then she did this to herself, and then and just and just flew off and and went back. And he yeah. said, "I'll be back in seven days. Y'all get ready." Crazy. And so I was like, "Yeah, of course she's she's of course she's angry, mm-hmm. and she has to figure all these things out. She has to be queen now, and she didn't want to. She was planning to be queen, right? Like when um, it wasn't even even T'Challa expected when T'Chaka died in Civil War. Before they remember, they talk about. I think they talk about." him being king soon or something They're like oh you'll be king one day that's, i think that's the exchange they have in civil war i might be misremembering that but even t'challa might, was probably way more prepared for his for his father for to become king way more than sure he was because sure he you know it was it was it's, everything is still fresh and still a womb so i do like the fact that she is black panther has a little bit more edge and she's like looking for vengeance i mm-hmm. think that's important i think that's a important um 
or very classic superhero trope that works like spider-man spider-man because spider-man because he's irresponsible with his powers he lets his grandfather die and then he's angry he looks out for vengeance and he realizes that's not my grandfather wouldn't want it right and the same thing happened with shuri like his, her mom has to appear to her and be like them who you are right it's a superhero trope but it always really works it hits strongly and i do think angry vengeful superheroes are very interesting characters that's why that's why mm-hmm. spider-man is so interesting because yeah. this traumatic thing happens a lot of traumatic things happen in spider-man and he always bounces back right so this mm-hmm. for this traumatic super thing to happen to shuri and her to bounce back i think is a, a great it's a it's a nice change on watch because like she's like killmonger said uh kill you know he was noble t'challa was noble like you know uh your father was a punk I was about that business, right? Yeah. And so I think it's important to like distinguish the different Black Panthers mm-hmm. even in the universe. So. Yeah, I'm definitely glad they added them. That was a nice, like, little for me unexpected like touch to it. You know, yeah. um, I I don't know why, but every time like Namor was flying around with those little wings on his ankles, I was cracking up. Like I don't know, like that just looked crazy to me. Was it just me? Uh, no. Actually, yeah, I love the power set. I thought that shit was fire. What? I'm hold you. I was in there like that. I think because to show flight in that way where he just like kind of rides the wind. <laughs> yeah. It was fucking dope. I'm so sorry. Maybe I'm a little kid at heart when it comes to these things. <laughs> but I mean, that's just, I mean, he flies in the comic book too. So to me, I'm yeah. just like, that's the, it's, to me, it was watching like, oh, that's comic book panel coming to life. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how I wa- That's how I was like uh, watching it. Like, oh yeah, they got that fucking right. It was super dope. Um. I mean, he's super strong. Like, Namor is that fucking guy. And so yeah. I think they really showed that. And sometimes, you know, they don't, you know, a lot of people, comic fans complain, like, oh, they didn't get the power set right. They kind of weakened him or whatever. Like, people mm-hmm. are still mad how Hulk is being shown. Um, I do think that is more of a production issue, way more than the actual writers' issues. They have to write around uh, Universal's ownership of the Hulk um, at the amusement park. Anyway, and they don't they don't want to pay Universal. That's the whole thing. So anyway, I really liked how they did Namor's power set. So I have to disagree. I'm so sorry. All right, no, that that's that's understandable. I was hyped when he said Imperious Rex, though. Yeah. I didn't think he was. I didn't think they were gonna do that. Me, me neither. I I was like, oh shit. Like, yeah. It's and so to me, I think I just shows like his comic, like Ryan Coogler's comic book knowledge and like mm-hmm. his appreciation for these characters. Because you know sometimes like these directors. I'm so, not every director fights their movie. I will say that in the MCU. Um, but sometimes it just feels like the directors just really don't give two shits about these characters. Mm-hmm. I felt that way about Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it's just like I, I, I like when the directors aren't too pretentious to care about the characters they're writing about, mm-hmm. and they're getting paid to direct about, like, right. Um, or whatever, whatever director they're writing. So I, I do really appreciate the fact that Ryan Coogler is just like, no, we're gonna talk about, we're gonna really talk about what this character is about and like why he's so kind of fucking intense. So yeah, the Imperius Rex was a cool moment. How do you feel about like how they changed the origin story for him? Like how. From what I saw, because I didn't know too much about him. I watched some videos on him, like, I guess in the comics, like the mom, you know, was Atlantean, as they put it. And then yeah. they had a human dad. And now they cha- they kind of changed it to like the mom turning, you know, well, she was human and then she turned into. Yeah. I don't know. Like, what did you think about that? Um, I liked it for the movies. OK, I prefer it, honestly, because um, we just had an awkward movie a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Aquaman is probably arguably a very popular character. Even people yeah. who don't know watch comics know the name Aquaman, right. and, so, and they associate him probably with the Justice League and with DC. And so I think that like if they came in with the exact MCU is doing afterwards came with the exact same character, people aren't really good at distinguishing these things, right? Because it'd be like it's Aquaman, Aquaman two. You know what I mean? That's what they would call him, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think making him indi- one, I think the indigenous uh, ad addition really works for the themes of the film of like. 
are protecting my nation is not just because like I'm white. Yeah. And it's Atlanta, right? And, and, and not only <laughs> not Atlanta. I want to say Atlanta. <laughs> Atlantis, right? Um, I think him being indigenous and that and him being indigenous is Ma- Mayan, um, from um, the Mayan culture, culture that was com- been completely like, or not, they haven't been wiped out, but they were also wiped out like everybody else who's been colonized by conquistadors mm. and the Europeans essentially. I think it just gives it way more heart and soul to the character that it didn't that nothing didn't have before. I mean my 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 experience with Namor is really like in the Illuminati in the comics. Like he pops up he only pops up every few, from I like I said I haven't I don't read Namor comics like that. Yeah. I know he pops up by Panther comics, but like he only pops up very shortly in the in the ones I read. Usually in X Men comics, he's a mutant, you know, like Yeah um so i don't i don't really interact with him that much but i think it's a better i think it's better yeah i think it makes it makes way more sense for what they did uh how do you think of how you feel about it i mean it was cool i like the visuals and like i said it made sense for me like to not know too much about him but the story like i said i only i watched that video maybe 20 minutes before the movie so i was just trying to get some background (laughs) um it made sense to me like in how they did it made sense and like you know the mom dying and the rest of the people you know I, i thought it made sense to me yeah, they always gotta I, have their little death, you know. I am interested to see how they're going to do his power, uh, how, how they're gonna explain mutants because the whole mutant thing is the X gene, right? And I and only and we know he has to have the X gene because he had the wing, he had the wings on his feet and the mm-hmm. pointed ears, right? And that's only an X gene thing. And then some people were trying to be like, oh, the X gene only comes around puberty, but I was like, no, Nightcrawler was born blue. Some mutants are born with their physical, uh mutation right like early and so um i think the powers gave him the i think the i think he already had the x gene no matter what like when mm-hmm. the mom was pregnant with them he already had the x gene because remember the x gene does come from the, the mother i believe and then um i think that the ability to breathe the air the sea is the only thing that's the difference so right. hopefully they, they'll probably dig into namor way more when they really focus on i don't know if they're gonna give them a show i don't know if they're gonna give them like more in Black Panther 3 or maybe in Fantastic Four. There's going to be something coming out in the yeah, next five years that will give probably way more backstory, honestly, on these characters. Um, I would love to see them with a TV show. Right. Um, I would love to see more of Talokan because it was when we saw I was like, this kind of, I was like, it, yeah, it, was dope. it, it, was it looked dope. dope, but I was like, this is just one city. Where's the rest of it? And right. I'm, I mean, you know, they said capital city, so I'm like, oh, you you got side parts, you got you got right. other areas, and I mean, if you have the entire sea, seventy percent of the earth, like yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's 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 big as hell, right? And um, yeah, so that I I found that super fascinating. Um, Do you agree with people that were kind of mad that there wasn't like either an X Men or a Fantastic Four like ending credit scene? No, or anything? no, no, absolutely not. I'm tired. I think this is the this is the issue with the internet sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> is because just because something just be this is what happens. You have comic book fans usually, yeah. You have comic fans who read comics like all of us do, mm-hmm. and then because and because it happened in comic books like this, and this connects to this, and next connects to that, and because we know the MCU slate and Fantastic Four is coming in 2024 or something, right. we always feel like, well, this has to happen because this is happening, and it's like no. No one said that. Kevin Feige and I get up here on that stage to say this is gonna happen, this is gonna happen, this is gonna happen, right? So it's just mm-hmm. like sometimes sometimes it's very okay to just let movies be movies and just judge them on based on what you saw. You can't get mad because Dr. Doom didn't pop up. But the the enemy literally the the, the real antagonist is uh Frontaine, 
you know, yeah. director Fontaine. Uh, yeah, it was nice to see her in the movie. Yeah, you know, she's been popping up in a few projects, so you know, she's been pop- her big thing is probably gonna be Thunderbolts. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of Secret Wars too, but really Thunderbolts and uh, Armor Wars, I assume. You know, mm-hmm. where well she'll she'll pop back up and Captain America four. She's gonna be there, right? And so to me, yeah, I'm just like, yeah, yeah. yeah, she's a really big villain. The real villain is the American government and all these other governments of the world trying to take over resources from um from indigenous and black people. That is a very valid thing. And yeah. I think the fact that people, I think people don't like sometimes seeing themselves as a villain or just seeing like regular things as a villain when they are way more scary than Dr. Doom can be. Because mm. Dr. Doom, although scary, great fucking villain, easily one of the best villains that Marvel has, he is very cool with like his own people, right? Like right. Dr. Doom protects nations, you know, he can go in and out of being a bad guy. His real only beef is with Reed Richards. After that, he know uh, Reed Richards and I think Ben Grimm, I want to say, every once in a while. Okay, it goes in and out. You know, things always change the comic universe. But my point is, is that his real beef enemy, no, enemy number one for him, Reed Richards. After right. that, that man is really not coming after any and everybody. So mm-hmm. for him to be like, oh, Dr. Doom should be behind it. No, he doesn't have to be. The white people over there are scarier. <laughs> right. See, right? I promise you it's going to be scarier than what Dr. Doom is, go- is, Dr. Doom is about to come That's do. That's true. Right? I mean, you're right. Look at how the world is right now. Also, Dr. Doom of all people probably can easily get access to vibranium and sneak away with it way more than, like, he don't need the government to do that shit. Mm-hmm. He can do it on his own, like, if we're being completely honest, right? Like, Dr. Doom got, got shooters, like, that man is smart enough that he does not need the government to be, he doesn't need the US government to fi- do his shit for him. Right. That's the scary part about Dr. Doom is that he's so fucking powerful and that he can basically face up to gods at one point, he does become a god himself, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, y'all are not thinking big. Y'all thinking small. <laughs> Think big, bitch. You know. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's my thoughts. What, what do you think? No, I mean that makes sense. Like I feel like, like you said, people with the whole Mephisto thing. Like you, you get one idea and you were just completely disappointed when it doesn't turn out like that. And like, like you said, they don't even mention these people at all. So it's like, why would you even? You know, and it, like you said, it's not coming out till 2024, so it wouldn't really, it would probably would have been rushed and people would have been mad at how they would have did it. Like, it just probably wouldn't have made sense anyway. Yeah, I think what it is sometimes, people were so excited for these characters, rightfully so. Like, you know, people are talking about, they're like, oh, Reed Rich is going to pop up in with Wanda, WandaVision. I was right. like, they said scientists, y'all, y'all are really, y'all are like, <laughs> it was for weeks. The WandaVision theories, I think WandaVision was the kickoff of the crazy theories. And when people didn't see it, they were like, well, it's bad. It's like, no, no one said that. The only thing we had a right to be disappointed was Quicksilver. Yeah. yeah that it wasn't the Quicksilver from the Fox Universe. And I still think, I still have a theory that like, this is my fun theory, that they're going to bring him back. They're going to mm-hmm. bring Evan Peters back to play Quicksilver. Silver. It's a multiverse. You can always make up some shit. You can rewrite shit mm-hmm. around it or that. That's the only thing that can be disappointing. Other than that, Mephisto did not have to be there. No. People, was, people were pointing to red oh. dots. People were slowing down shit and pointing, that's Mephisto. They said, oh, I see a little red lights in the corner. That's Mephisto in the corner. <laughs> Literally how they did that. There were, And I think at one point, you know, he goes, uh, hell demons or something, right? And they're like, well, Mephisto's coming. Yeah, no, I get what I get. There is a connection, and I, I, you know, the MCU does do Easter eggs. They are known to do like to do shouts and like hint at things, but it does not mean that character is doing everything right. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, it's it's a whole thing. So no, I am not mad that Doctor Doom did not pop up at the end. Right. Um, but we can't talk about another character in this movie that's really important. Mm-hmm. Riri Williams, mm-hmm. Ironheart. I am so excited. Shout out to Delaware. <laughs> okay. 
I'm from <laughs> Delaware. Um, anyway, I, I did not know she's a Delaware actress. That's really dope, though, that, that, that she's coming from Delaware. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's a dope thing to see. Um, so, Ryu Williams, Ironheart. Tony Stark's, well, in the comics, she's Tony Stark's little mentee. You know, actually, in her AI in the comics, Tony Stark is her AI. You know, she takes up the mantle of Iron Man for a little bit. Um, because Iron Man takes notes of her because she builds out. She she does the same thing. Like she built her. Uh, she built this out of a box of scraps. Um, so that's super dope to see. I thought this was cool though, a cool introduction because I don't know if you noticed, but she had very similar moments to the first Iron Man movie. Yeah. Like when you know it, the, her tech is coming down, she's like, "Oh, I'm in, I'm leaving in this. Y'all got the car or whatever and the bike. I'm leaving in this." And then you know she puts it on, and then she and then the guy goes, "Oh shit, she got Iron Man tech. That that was funny." <laughs> but it's really the exact same. Is Loki playing the same moment in Iron Man eight and Iron Man one? Oof. Iron one when uh he pops at the cave and you hear the ding, you hear the little bling it yeah. was super cool i kind of like geeked out that a little bit um it was very similar and then the same thing with the flight issue in the in the same in the same part where she has to fly up and then you remember the first one he's like how'd you figure out the ice problem and he's like what, what ice problem and he goes bang and then he it falls and that whole right. thing same thing with the whole not breathing but of course she of course this is a movie she uh wakes up from the oxygen issue and hers wasn't a full suit in the f- and you know it was more like just like parts put together yeah and then the second suit that she builds in wakanda um that was dope it was a dope suit a little clunky for my taste <laughs> i'm not gonna lie I was, it was a little big i think right. a little something you need something in, in between two suits right. um but that suit was really cool she has the and she does have the heart in the suit which is really cool the colors are there um so it was fun. It was nice to see on screen again the Iron Man like tech um, and whatnot. I do think it's funny that Shuri was like, "You can't take that shit home. You're not taking yeah. a full vibranium suit." Understandable. Mm-hmm. Completely understandable. You're not taking a full vibranium suit back to the U.S. That the U.S. government would go of all places. Somebody get into the wrong hands of that. <laughs> you you're not getting that. Like it's just right. not. No, nah. <laughs> you can't. You can't have that. Not, and the MCU, you know, we saw in She Hope, people are just stealing shit from anywhere now. Right. So. That would definitely end up gone, pieces scrapped, something. Like that just that just wouldn't really work out. But I um, definitely liked her character. I think she, it was like a nice um how traditional like Wakanda people were, and then her like being from Chicago, like being yeah. like a young black teen, you know, I thought that was really cool to put together. That that was really cool. So she should be a fun addition. Her show's gonna be interesting. Anthony Ramos plays the villain. He basically plays like a tech version of Doctor Strange, a guy who uses mm-hmm. like science and magic. I forgot the name, it's like Doctor Something. Anyway, I don't really know. You've been talking about Ironheart for a while, like in past podcasts. So I know you're really excited for this. Yeah, uh, I hope it's good. That's that's really what I care about. Because sometimes yeah. we're gonna get to that. We can get to um, that. Question. So they said that her and MJ from Spider Man uh, go to MIT at the same time. Oh yeah. So do you think that she's gonna pop up in a future? Like if she has her when she gets her show, you think MJ's gonna pop up? Uh, do they want to pay Zendaya to pop up? Right. They might get Jacob to pop up. They might get, but I don't think they might. They might not get some day to uh, right. pop up. In you think she would charge a lot just for a, a little quick little. I mean, you're gonna. I mean, then I don't know how much she charges or whatever for a little cameo, but you know, Robert Downey Jr. was cool with coming. You know, Robert Downey Jr. was the dude who was cool with cameos and popping up in certain things. Um, because I think he just loved the. I he loved being Iron Man. He knew he was the center of this universe. Some of these other characters, I'm like, I don't know if they like the idea of having to show up to certain things, right? You know, like they had to pay him a bunch of money. They had to convince him. They basically don't. They can only do Civil War with uh, Robert Downey Jr. willing to pop back up. Right. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know if Zendaya will do the same thing. And that's no shade to her. That's yeah. no shade. It's just a matter of like, will she have the time? Will she want to? Like, they might hint at it. I will probably, I won't be surprised if they hint at being like, oh, like, um, this girl from New York, from Queens, you know, or whatever her name is, MJ. Like, yeah. we're definitely- we That would make more like sense. That. Mm-hmm. But I also think that sometimes with cameos, and this is my beef when people are like, we need a Dr. Doom there. It's like, cameos can be so distracting. Especially yeah. in like a single universe movie. It's not an Avengers movie. That's the thing. We That's need cameos true. in an Avengers movie, but yeah. not in people's singular stories movie. That's why people were mad. And Dr. Strange, <laughs> we're going to get to uh, we're gonna get I was going to say, because even Madness. Daredevil and She-Hulk, I feel like once he popped up, I really didn't pay attention to She-Hulk. Right? That's like, my beat. That's so my hype. thing. But people people get so focused on the cameos that they lose, we lose the actual story and people care more about one thing than the other. Like, yeah. it's just the whole, it was just a whole, like, thing that really it bothers me when we talk when we get more focused on who could pop up in the movie for five minutes than the actual what the movie is about right so right that's that and then the last person i want to talk about before we get into the critics and whatnot oh and baku right i love mbaku in this movie i mm-hmm. now we're not bringing him up too because this is gonna get to the, the critique, critique critiques people's people's hot takes and right. critiques of this movie um apparently i guess this on my timeline but I was listening to other people talk about this, and they're basically saying that like people are upset that Mbaku wasn't king, I guess, or in charge the entire time or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess people are upset that he was supporting black women and he wasn't in front of everything. I I guess people either want him to be the Black Panther, or they wanted him to like be in charge. I don't I don't know. What the real the complaint basically is that like oh he's supporting black women and this movie's anti-black because black men weren't in charge and that was like the first movie black men weren't in charge right like, and the first movie was all black woman and black panther like mm-hmm. it's anti-charlotte and like the, it, and even the press run in the first movie they acknowledge the fact that like the black women here are, in this, are the ones who are really in charge and running this powerful nation right the woman king is uh, the dorma Laje is based off the actual people in the woman king you know right. in the, both movies but the woman king is based off a true story mm-hmm. anyway and so it's just like you know, very anti-black woman, of course. I think niggas are just mad that I don't. I don't know what they're really. I mean, I know why they're mad. <laughs> misogyny. Like, I know why they're mad. But I'm like, your reason for being mad is stupid because I think Mbaku is a perfect representation of like positive masculinity, positive black masculinity. Like, I don't. I'm like, there's no real issue with like him willing to be like that uncle, brother, cousin figure yeah. in Cherie's life because that's what she needs. Yeah. I'm like supporting black women. Like, that's what that looks like. You know, and he's people, there for her when she needs it. Exactly. And then, you know, all the, these same niggas are probably posting hashtag protect black woman, hashtag we are black kings or whatever the fuck in 2020. I'm still on y'all <laughs> niggas for that shit. Um, and, and when you actually see positive representation of supporting black women as a black man, it's an issue and not to mind you i'm like not like mbaku isn't a king of his own fucking nation in wakanda like in the tribe like so i'm sitting here like y'all acting like he's some bum nigga he's not like and then at the end they hint to him being king anyway like he's going to because sherry parties don't want to do it sherry parties want to be queen so he's like you know i'll be in charge right and it's i think that's it's gonna be interesting for the next movie like what that could look like right but who, who, and who would challenge him and who would have a problem with him being in charge yeah but it seems like they're gonna be, ha- be able to have a friendly banter like i don't want to do this you do this and you can do this well right mm-hmm. like i think after the, especially the events of the first one where he's the one who comes to eight he, he's the one who comes to um to Charles aid and queen ramonda and shuri and kill Margaret takes over so i'm like this is a perfect 
edition. Like, figure you know, figure this out. Y'all figure this out. Anyway, the critiques of this movie have been really interesting. I saw one critique. One guy, I feel like he had to be trolling. He had to be trolling. He was sitting there like, oh, there weren't enough shanks and sanctions in this movie. I said that was the whole movie. But then at the end of the critique, he said he didn't see it. And I said, you are some dumb niggas. <laughs> because I'm like, how do you not, how you, I, I don't critique movies I have not seen. I yeah. might be like, that looks like, that one looks too good. But I'm not going to really go into an in-depth critique of what I want to see in a movie if I haven't seen the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, oh, I heard that. I Usually I'll say I heard that movie. I haven't seen it, but I heard that this movie had some problematic things in this or this and that, and so maybe I won't watch it. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to sit there and confirm or whatever. And l- unless I've seen a clip, I don't, I need to see something before I just jump out the gun with a full-blown six, seven, third tweet thread. I'm not doing that. Right. Other than that, I'm going to let y'all be great, and I'm going to like, all right, I'm going to take, take your word for whatever you say about this movie, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I feel like the only time you can do that when multiple people are saying something about a certain thing, then you can usually like also like take that as truth when everyone else is saying that. Um, usually, yeah. The biggest yeah. problem that I've seen, um, well, like I, there was a realistic problem that I saw with this movie, I guess, and then a stupid one. The stupid one was him being, like I said, from Mesoamerica. A lot of people just had an issue with that. Yeah, but I think those were actual like coloring colorism issues. Like yeah. also because the guy who plays. Uh, Namor, like he's been speaking out against colorism, so I think people are. I think his folks are mad at him. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Um, and then the other one was they felt like he was too weak at the end with the fight with him and Shuri. They said they felt like it wouldn't really end like that. Like he gave up too quickly, or that fight could have been prolonged or something. Like, what do you think? Two things. Uh, that nigga was getting his ass whooped. But he yeah. was also up and ass. Like it's not like it was, yeah. I felt like it was a pretty even match, right? Like the Black Panther is a super soldier, mm-hmm. and so I'm like, he's not gonna be easy to beat. Namor, probably, and Namor. So the thing is, she figured out it was her. It was her brain, right? She pulled a Spider Man. I'm gonna fight him off with my brain first, and it's how Spider Man beats all his villains too. Like yeah. he's not necessarily as strong as his villains, but if you use your brain to figure out some shit, you know, like it. You can works. win, and mm-hmm. he if you if if he's breathing oxygen like they said from his skin, uh, and from the water, right, absorbing oxygen. Yeah, if you drown, if you dehydrate him to the max, yeah, you can beat him. I don't think that I don't think that that's weird of a thing. Also, you know, I think I mean maybe all in Phase Four, I've had issues with the big CGI fight at the end anyway. <laughs> so to me, yeah. I only have so much. Disdain for it. Now, I will say the MCU does a great job of storytelling within a fight, right? Like that was the reason why the Russos were like the Russos were so good at it. That's that's why they were given a chance to direct uh, Avengers and Infinity War and Endgame, right? And so to me, I'm just like, it's not a big deal. Like, I don't. I think the fight was a pretty long fight. Like, I don't know. Yeah, right. I don't know how much longer you needed to be. <laughs> to be honest with you, because at that point, it just feels like punching, 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 yeah. and nothing's happening. I think you have to be able to tell a story quickly. Audiences don't have that much patience. You have to finish a movie too. Um, I mean, they probably cut from the fight. Who knows? They might edit some stuff out. But like, I think it was a pretty solid fight scene. Yeah. I think you also don't. You want to show how powerful Shuri is can be with with the heart shaped herb as uh, the Black Panther. You know, like so you're trying to tell us you're trying to tell a story while also trying to show the fight. And I don't know. To me, it, it makes sense. And he explains it. The the part the weird part of this critique is that and he explains i only stopped because now they're on our side right because the only and he probably would have fought back more also the fact that he can even withhold all that shit and explosion with all that fire and still be alive right 
come on now that dude's not he's not super weak but then he explains he's like no now they're on our side because she says oh we'll, we'll protect you he gets what he wants right he's one of the few marvel villains who gets who gets what he wants at the mm-hmm. end he let i mean he killed the queen of uh wakanda and is walking around or f- swimming around casually <laughs> so i'm like i don't know y'all like i think you got what he wanted yeah i hate that the queen had to die in the process but he did get we want definitely yeah so i can't really i can't really be mad at that i can't be mad at any of this so yeah. that critique is kind of it's not really gonna be right i feel like the critique you can tell me we talk about the length you think it was too long I don't know. I don't have an issue with long movies. That's not a complaint you're gonna hear from me. Yeah, I, but, I thought it was good. But when people, when I get when regular like casual movie fans are like, "That's too long," I'm like, "All right." But I, I don't mind a long movie. I will sit there for two hours. Yeah. Shit, you know. And so I'm not gonna complain about that personally. It's not gonna be my my issue. Yeah. Um, a lot of people were hype about. Um, I guess the Midnight Angels being introduced. Yeah, that was cool. I thought they were gonna do something more with Michaela Cole's character because in the like they only become the Midnight Angels because they're from Dora Milaje. She leaves the Dora Milaje and becomes the Midnight Angels. Michaela Cole's character. She's the one who's um uh she was the one who had the spears, the the mini like daggers. Oh, and she got in trouble for it. Yeah, she She was in Black Mirror and stuff too. She's in Black Mirror, but she also she won an Emmy for I May Destroy You in the best shows. I highly recommend it. But trigger warning that a lot of stuff happens in that show. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, she's fucking fantastic. Um, so yeah, I think that that was the only thing that I would have like. I wanted to see more of her, but like I get it. You got all these characters, got all these stories. Like I don't know, that wasn't a real issue for me. Yeah. Um, but. Maybe in in the Wakanda Forever TV show, and the yeah. TV show they're going to do with um like we'll see more of her hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, some of these critiques to me were a little bit weird. I I know one critique was like, oh, we had too much of Everett Ross in the American government plot, but that was just like to me that part, a lot of these complaints is like you don't get it then you don't know what mm-hmm. it's like maybe to be black or a person of color in this world if you don't realize that like. No, that's kind of a really big point that like the fact that the government's kind of threatening, threat, casually threatening um, Wakanda, like for those things, we're going we're gonna to start a war on Wakanda. Like that's a big deal. Yeah, and yeah. I I know other people have an issue because MC movies are known to set up their other films, but I'm like, I don't, I just, the, at that point, I'm like, well, y'all niggas just hate fun. Like if I'm being <laughs> really honest, like the, there's only a few MC movies that don't set up another MC movie. And I the thing that the only one that is, I think is really, Avengers Endgame, because that movie had to end like what what they were doing right, and right. They, like and they had to kill some kill so many people off after that, and then they don't really start anything after like that movie just says kind of people saying goodbye in a sense, but like I don't know, and some people and like the first Black Panther sets up another film, so I'm like I don't know what y'all want folks to do, I don't know people I read one critique of this guy of this critic I like and he was just like yeah I know because of like the I don't know why I'm doing the white man voice because he's a black man but <laughs> he he was just like yeah like I just feel like you know because of Disney and their whole conglomerate thing that like I get that Ryan Coogler has to set things up but the first one was so like centered in its own universe I said you can watch this movie you can watch the first Black Panther and second Black Panther and still understand this movie yeah I mean the Thanos reference might be confusing, but I don't fucking know. I feel like everyone talks about Thanos, so to me, I'm just like, you can understand Thanos snapped. I don't know. I yeah. I think that you I know, might be getting too defensive. Everybody. Huh? You can't please everybody. You can't please everybody, and I get that people. Some people are so horny toy that like they don't like comic books. Cool, that's yeah. fine. Um, but I I think comics are so popular that they. I I think it's funny that 
comic books have all things and comic movies irk the film universe as someone who loves films like just embrace certain mediums what they are and what they do so yeah um the one scene i really did like was in the beginning when as queen rwanda's talking to the um united nations and people were trying to like rob them of their vibranium the dora malaje comes out yeah that scene was really cool like that was fire that was and she's talking the whole time while they're fighting i thought that was great yeah that was a cool one Mm -hmm. um so yeah i just that was that was good especially the way they filmed it too because it seemed like it was happening at the same time when you was like right. oh, wait, they already captured them niggas so that was yeah, that was a dope yeah. addition and then they brought them in there like i was like dang yeah um i do want to talk real quick before we because i think our next thing we're really going to talk about is our, our rating eventually is mm-hmm. after this but um i do kind of like want to talk real quick about the original script idea for this film so I listened to some podcasts and some read some interviews and basically Ryan Cooper said this technically most of this was in the original script. Not most. I would say maybe some was right. in the original script. Um of course the child was supposed to be alive and it was really supposed to be about the after effects of Thanos and the snapping and him losing five years of his life. Of course, because he has a son at this point, his son is six years old, uh at least six or seven maybe. And then, you know, he's sick. So he only has a year between the time that he meets his son and he dies in this universe. So um that's why i think i said like oh i think ramona was supposed to die originally like in the script it's even sadder because you know (laughs) you have two deaths in this movie but um yeah i think that the thanos effect is is a interesting like look at this and how most of this film was still really supposed to be about grief and losing time um it's just kind of sad that it actually ended up being way deeper about grief than i think anyone planned originally yeah um yeah and i saw future of the mcu it should be interesting we're gonna get a deeper look at wakanda we already talked about this a little bit but that should be mm-hmm. fine and then i'll let you go first your thoughts mm-hmm. all your all your fun thoughts your hot takes on this film and then your rating out of five or out of ten however you're doing okay. it so i'll start off with the rating i guess i gave it a 9.5 out of 10. um i thought it was damn near perfect uh, it, was a, it was a great movie. I liked it better than the first. I think I gave the first one a nine out of 10, which, you know, still a good rating. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought, like you said, I think the grief in this one, I thought I like, I, I really liked Namor. I just thought everything flowed. I thought everything made sense. I didn't think that, you know, there were any like parts like, why would they do this? Or, you know, I thought that the movie was just really good. I liked the acting was phenomenal in this movie. I think everybody really did their part and did a good job. I think that they really just, probably channel T'Challa being gone and trying to make this the best movie they could, you know, using those real emotions, like the scene with Queen Rwanda and the Dora Milaje and, you know, Shuri crying and being angry. I think they, that was real emotions that made the film so great. Um, i trying to think about anything else. I thought the movie was good. Like I said, I liked it better. Um, and yeah, I think it was a good end to phase four. I think that it was a powerful end and there's still more to come. Like there's this, this isn't, you know, it for Wakanda, it's not it for the Black Panther. And I think they did a good job with kind of continuing it, even though T'Challa's not here to, you know, finish out that role. Yeah. Um, that's it? That's all I gotta say. Alrighty. Um, some of y'all might follow, you know, peep my letter box on Instagram reviews. But I gave us a 4.5 out of 5, also known as probably a 9.5 out mm-hmm. of 10. Um, yeah, we have, I think we have the same rating. Uh, yeah, I thought it was so, I thought really, the CGI was better. The mm-hmm. first movie in the CGI, the fight scene was like, ooh, it's a little rough. It's really bad. <laughs> it's really not great at all. Like, it's some of the worst in the MCU, but it doesn't take away from the movie itself. I get that Wakanda is not a real place, so. Yeah. 
But you know, sometimes it's a little distracting. Anyway, right. my point is, is that I thought this was really well done. Like for something to for something that hit this film so hard as the death of Chadwick Boseman, and then for them to be able to like honor him in this film is really incredible feat. Like that's why when I'm hearing some of these complaints, I'm just like, y'all, like, can we be realistic for a moment? Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah, I I feel like I've had shared my thoughts you know this entire time basically, but I thought it was really well done. I love how they incorporated some of these characters, some of these storylines, the themes, the plot devices. Um, the Namor is a great villain. I think he's easily one of the best villains in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, easily top five. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have any complaints. Like, oh. I, I I don't know. I can't. It's hard for me to give movies ten out of tens on this perfection. Like yeah. that's 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 always hard for me to do. So I I just stick with my nine point five. Um, yeah. And so now that we have talked about anything else, you want to talk about Black Panther: Wakanda Forever? Anything else you want to get out? No, I'm good. Alrighty. Now we're gonna get into talking about Phase Four mm-hmm. as a whole. Um, Phase Four, as we have talked about already multiple times, this is them in the phase of grief. Is phase four is about the rebuilding of the MCU and Marvel in 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 universe since the snap, since Endgame. After Endgame, you know, Tony Stark Iron Man's gone. Captain America is gone. Um Black Widow. Black Widow is gone. Um look, Hulk is there, Hawkeye's still there. Gamora. Uh, she's she gone, right? Who? Gamora. Gamora's gone, but she's definitely still out there because they have another version of her just walking about. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of niggas are just gone. Like I'm trying to think. Like, <laughs> well, like you have your main Avengers who are gone, Doctor, Sh- and then you have like your other ones, like Doctor Strange is there, but like not really. Spider Man is there, but like now, like not really. Like was well, Peter Parker? Like all these things are just like happen basically in Phase Four. Yeah. Um, you get an introduction of so let's do, actually. Let's rank the television shows first. Wanda is definitely gone, but like maybe not really. Scarlet Witch is yeah. gone, but like not really. Vision is not Vision anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like all of, even your main characters are still there have all like gone through some transformation or change. So that's why it's just like it's grief, it's loss, it's it's evolution at the same time. Um, yeah, Aunt May is gone. Shit. Anyway. Oh man, that was another story that I that, wasn't. Expecting. That was a big one. Okay, so let's go to TV shows. All right, so do you, I, list? do you have your do you have your ranking already? I do. I was actually doing it while we was talking just now. I have Damn. a top three for, for shows and movies. Okay, let's do TV shows first. I have not I have not written down my ranking. I just wrote down the shows, but I have I know I I'm a I'm a, I'm gonna rank these pretty well. All right, so wait, are you doing all the shows or or some? Do just the TV shows and movies separate. Okay, all right. So for shows overall, I gave it a nine out of ten. Um, my top three shows were. No, I want you to rank them all in order too. Oh, 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 oh! I did not do that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were doing like a top. Nah, I want, I want your. Well, if you want to go first, then I can have that done when you're done. I was supposed to. I was supposed to go after you. Okay. Anyway, it's fine. it's fine. It's fine. Okay. Okay. I don't. I want your no judgments. I'm not. We already know the first one, the first show I'm never going to agree with you. I already know what's your number one show. You may or may not. Okay, here's my bottom, Hawkeye. Hawkeye's my bottom. Alrighty. The next one, not just, this is going to sound fucked up. Okay, let me give my, my, my precur. I enjoyed all these shows. Mm-hmm. None of these shows were necessarily bad. But when I have to rank them, this is the order they're, this is the order I'm giving them. All right. Okay. All right. Hawkeye's at the bottom for me. Mm. Then I'm gonna give it to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Again, not a bad show. It's a really great show, 
but some things when some things didn't really work for me. I know mm. they had to rewrite a lot of that show, so it's it's no shade. It's just like, all right, then I'm gonna give it to what if. Mm-hmm. Then I'm gonna put Miss Marvel. Then I'm gonna do Moon Knight. Is my fifth, all right? Mm-hmm. Then I'm gonna give it to She Hulk. And She-Hulk, not to say it doesn't have my issues, but I I think I just really enjoy She-Hulk as a show. I, I enjoy the sitcom thing. That was my thing. Did I put What If? You did. You said Okay. Before. I had the What If at the bottom. Okay, I want to make sure I... Okay. Then I have She-Hulk. Even though I will say, I will say I can move my... I can move She-Hulk down and Moon Knight up. Like, those are interchangeable a little bit for me. Those mm-hmm. aren't necessarily, like, stuck. Um. Then... I'm gonna give it to WandaVision and then Loki. Loki's still my number one. Loki is still my number one. But my my top, I think, and my top thing looks a little weird. But it can definitely, it can moon like I said, Moon Knight Shield can like switch out a little bit. Mm -hmm. But Loki is Loki's my number one. I I'm sticking to that. I think Loki did such a good job using the television medium. I think Loki stuck to its guns. It was weird a little bit, you know. I like a little, I like a little weird weirdness. It introduced Kang. It was some consequences. It just, it had a lot going for it. Mm-hmm. I, I, and and yeah, Loki's my number one. WandaVision second. Oh boy. Yeah. Are you ready for me to go? Go ahead. All right. So I'll, I'll start from the bottom, like you. So my bottom is what if. Okay, I expected that. All right, and then Miss Marvel. Whoa. Okay. And then She-Hawk. Whoa. And then Loki. Uh, then Falcon and Winter Soldier. Then Hawkeye. Then yeah, Hawkeye High. Damn. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Then Moon Knight and then WandaVision. And I'm sticking with it. Okay. I'm listen, I'm not saying you can't stick with it, but I'm a little shocked Moon Knight yeah. was that high. Moon Knight was great. I didn't say Moon Knight was bad. I'm just shocked right. it was that high. Again, I don't think any of these shows are bad. Like, right. I just, I just think that Moon Knight, Moon Knight. Okay, I do think it was in the market of Moon Knight. I think the whole idea of it actually being dark didn't really work for me. Mm-hmm. Now, Oscar Isaac is fucking fantastic. I'm not gonna right. act like he wasn't great in this. In, in this, I just think the big CGI fight did not work for me. Mm-hmm. Like, and it doesn't really work for me most of the time, right? Like most things, I'm like, I don't really, like the Miss Marvel fight ain't get me right at all at the end, like that. No. That didn't get me right. <laughs> no. That show was just a disappointment for me. I no, really I, I think you're being I I do my thing is I Miss Marvel works for me because it's a good really great coming coming to a story story. Right. But some things just did not work for me. And that was one of them. I was just like, that, that didn't get me right at all. Y'all could have <laughs> y'all we could have rewritten that. It was just a few things. I was like, nah, 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 nah. Um, which is why he's not even ranked that high on my on my ranking. But right. Hawkeye to me was forgettable. That's why Hawkeye is so low. I'm like, I don't oh remember that what? show. But I thought I thought it was yeah, a nice introduction to Kate Bishop. Oh, it I was a nice like kind of conclusion for him. Like I don't know, I, the whole Christmas thing. It kind of, I was worried that that was going to take over it, but I feel like it really didn't. We got Echo from that, and that show's going to uh, come. Echo, out. I'm so sorry, Echo. And see, the thing that Hawkeye really it's it's Echo doesn't really work for me, and their friend, the guy, like like Echo's, you know the yeah yeah. They just didn't work for me. Like I was like, why introduce them? They were so underutilized. I was like, why why is he here? I don't understand his motive at all. So that's that's why Hawkeye is a little low. And it was forgettable to me. Right. Um, I would what if more. Uh, I think would have had some good episodes, but overall it was okay. Like I think they had three or four good ones. I didn't like I mean the Doctor Strange episode is fire. 
the yeah. one with uh, Chadwick Boseman, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy one for me. You're right. Like the Thor one, I, I know a lot of people hate that Thor episode. Yeah, I did. And, and I get it. I can't really <laughs> defend it. I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I I'm not even willing to defend that. Like, <laughs> um, I, I'm gonna be honest. Uh, so yeah, okay. The Black Panther one was good. The zombie one was good. The zombie the one was Wanda, a fun one. That was probably the best one. And the one where they were trying to figure out who was killing everybody, and it was uh the guy in the wasp. Yeah, yeah. And then the finale worked for me a lot for what if. Yeah. That that one worked really well with uh Killmonger and the yeah it, that that worked for me in the Watcher. I I'm excited to see the Watcher come back, but mm-hmm. so I f- felt felt like I said I think. I think because none of these shows were really bad that like I, I I'm not like hurt by your ranking because I'm just, like none of these shows were bad. It's just like no. compared to other ones, you're like okay, this is a little bit this worked a little bit better for me than this. Right. Falcon and Soldier is also low for me mainly because like I think I said because like they they take like the the whole COVID thing because mm-hmm. of COVID they had to take out their like sick world sickness yeah. plot. I, I think they should stuck to their guns. So I read recently that She Hulk was out of order. Like they had a different order for the show. Mm-hmm. That like the like the pilot episode would have been like third or fourth or something. But I think because I guess someone someone said something to them. Something got something because of who they could get in scheduling conflicts. They switched things up. Right. I think it would have been better in the original idea though. Yeah. When the way it was described to me, because it's it's like okay, I think their finale would have hit harder. If they had switched up some of the certain I parts, I agree with that. And so, yeah, and I and I and I get that. That's why I said, "Oh, like, um, I'm not mad." Like, if She Hulk was ranked low for some people, but right. like, I liked I, it. I do like She Hulk for introducing Daredevil again. I will, I will give. That's why it's ranked higher because that was almost. I almost switched She Hulk and Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Daredevil was a fun ad- addition. Um, and that show, show was like you know the show on Netflix. That show was amazing. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm gonna need all y'all to let go of the Netflix show or just watch the Netflix show because I I hope you realize it's just not gonna. It literally cannot be the same show. It's not yeah. the same writer. It's not the same character. It's just literally the same actor. Like that's it. Yeah. Um. So y'all got to let go of that idea. Um. I do think they're gonna give him. They're gonna probably give him a a dark or higher rating maybe. Because I know that like that show lives up to so much hype, and um, and I've watched it. It's a fucking fantastic show. I can't act like oh, it's not that great because that's a fucking yeah. lie. Um, but I just think I'm like the same thing. Comics, like you know, sometimes you get a liar version of character on one episode, you get another version of another another comic. So I, that's how I choose to process that, right? You think that Kingpin is dead? You know, Kingpin is coming right back. I think they, I already announced that too. Like, and do you think that him and Daredevil are going to meet up again, or do you think they're going to keep it separate? I uh, think they're gonna meet up again. I'm not gonna lie to you. Gonna I'm, be I'm, I'm not really excited for this Echo TV show only because I found her character so kind of dry and Hawkeye. Like mm-hmm. they didn't give her much to do, and I was just like, all right. So I'm gonna, of course, I'll watch it. But like yeah. my excitement for the show is not up there. Um, but you know, they're probably proving wrong. I'll probably end up really liking it. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you ready for this uh, movie ranking? Yeah, this is gonna my my movie ranking is a little bit harder for me, but like. You might, you really might hate it. I'm let you, I'll let you rank the movies. All right, so I'm gonna start from bottom again. So overall, I gave him an eight out of ten. Like every, you know, mm-hmm. other movie. So my la- my least favorite movie was Black Widow. Um, yeah. Oh, I think there's one worse. That's the reason why. Go ahead. I think <laughs> I there's one worse. That's I, the reason why. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So my second least favorite was uh Thor. Okay. My third least favorite was Eternals. Okay. Fourth is Doctor Strange. 
um, next is Shang Chi, then Spider Man, and then Black Panther. Okay, that's a fair thing. Okay, my bottom is Thor: Love and Thunder. I knew it. At the I, <laughs> I love Taco Waititi, but he fucked that movie up. Like he ain't like it was just it was way too jokey for like everything. It was a lot of things just didn't work. I didn't really care for. It. I thought that black and white scene was terrible. They tried to really I, make it dramatic. I like the black and white scene, but a, a lot of it just didn't work for me as a whole. And that's just like yeah. it just felt a little more painful for me to get through. I was like, ah, yeah. I didn't like this. Thor: Love and Thunder is the bottom for me, and then I'll put Black Widow. Okay. Uh, then I'm gonna put Don't Bite My Head Off. Uh. Oh, actually, okay. These are interchangeable. Shang Chi and then Eternals. What? Shang Chi to me is a great movie. Yes. But I do not find myself going back and watching that that one a lot. Mm. And the Eternals to me was a little more captivating as characters, even though mm. that movie's not as may not be as great for some people. Like I, but again, it could switch. I could put Eternals yeah. and Shang Chi, like whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. Then I'm putting Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. That one got me right. Sam Raimi got me right as a director. Like, I know some people hate it. I, I'm a fan. I'm yeah. so sorry to y'all. And then now, now interchangeable again. You go put Spider-Man first. <laughs> I'm going with Wakanda Forever, uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever second, and then Spider-Man No Way Home first. I knew you was going to do that. No, 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 because listen, listen, listen. And again, interchangeable. So mm-hmm. one day, if you catch me wandering on the street, I might say Wakanda forever. But then Spider-Man, here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. Wakanda forever is a freaking fantastic movie. But I think about sometimes rewatchability. Mm-hmm. That movie, it, 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 it gets, it's a heavy ass movie. Mm-hmm. And just in general, like I don't, when I'm ranking my favorite movies, I just usually don't put heavy movies at the top. Right. So that's, that's one thing. Also, I do think that Spider-Man Way No Way Home handles its themes. Like, I think it handles what, it, what it's doing really, really well. They brought in the characters. Even though people can say, oh, it's for nostalgia or whatever. But, like, they they purposely bring these characters in, like, in, in the best way possible. They need him. They he need, Like, he needs the other Peter Parkers to to be, you know, to essentially to be everybody, every this whole thing, right? Like... Mm-hmm. With Green Goblin and uh, the spells, it a lot just really worked for me. Like, so I think Spider-Man: Away Home is still my number one. I'm gonna be honest with you. I know, uh, but you know what? That's fair because like, they're, but they're right neck and neck. Yeah. It's not like you know, y'all just heard me rave about it for like what yeah, 40 yeah, yeah. minutes. Like, and like you me, said, I would rewatch Spider-Man before I rewatch Black Panther. I will say that I'll rewatch it, and then also like again, it might be nostalgia. Like, but, but these, I mean, so much works in this film. Like. I mm-hmm. know people have issues. I don't know. Mo- I mean, I don't know if people have issues. What the fuck would they have issues with that? Actually, but right. um, yeah, there's nothing <laughs> that that really doesn't work for me. And I rewatched it. I think twice since it, since it, uh, I saw it in theaters uh, when it came out. I'm like, what on demand or whatever. And it's like, yeah, the movie's still fucking fantastic, still perfect. Like, um, and not to say that Black Panther. And I've seen Black Panther twice, so I can't act like, oh, I, maybe again. But no, I'm just, I'm. Yeah. I'm also probably a bigger Spider-Man fan than I am a Black Panther fan. Yeah, right. That's just, that was before anything else. So, yeah. A quick thing with Black Panther that I forgot to mention earlier. Uh The soundtrack wasn't hitting as much as I wanted it to. That first soundtrack was perfect. I I haven't listened to the soundtrack. And this second soundtrack was, it was, I mean, 
it, I don't know, maybe because of, of Chadwick Boseman dying, it was like made more like slower kind of songs, like, yeah. more, like sappy, I guess. But that first that first soundtrack was hidden. Like I still yeah. play that to this day. And the I soundtrack. Just, like, I haven't listened to the soundtrack, so I actually have no comments. So I'm gonna let you just. Yeah. But yeah, I just I don't know like how I still Kendrick just really took over that soundtrack, and I was hoping they let him do it again, and I, they didn't, and you can tell. <laughs> yeah. Rihanna's song ain't bad. Like some of the songs ain't bad, but it's just it's not hype. You know what I mean? But I guess this movie was. I mean, the tone of the movie hype. isn't really hype. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I feel like they yeah. could have had a few scenes like when it was like flying. Like they did have some. They had no okay case song for that, but like I don't know. I don't know. Maybe just like you said, because it was a heavy movie, that's why the soundtrack they couldn't give. Kend- yeah. Kend- I mean, I know Kendrick. Kendrick might be writing his album. I don't think Kend- is Kendrick on this album. I don't think so. Okay, yeah. I mean, they let other people do it. Like. Um, yeah, I mean, not every soundtrack can be a banger. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. Anyway, that, those are my ranking of Phase 4. Phase 4, okay, so this, these are my th- my thoughts of Phase 4 in general, that let's talk about our overall thoughts real quick before, mm-hmm. we, before we get off of this. Phase 4, to me, it was a hard, it's a hard, it's a hard phase to do. It was going to be a hard phase no matter what for yeah. Kevin Feige and for the Marvel team to do because people are so attached to Iron Man and mm-hmm. Tony Stark, and I feel like fanboys specifically racist ones when they don't see their favorite white men on screen they like panic and they're like this isn't as good uh like, and, I, and i had some dms of being like well i don't know face face this just isn't really working for me spider-man doesn't work for me because i saw this and when i was six and this is that and i'm like take things for what they are in universe one like what are they trying to do right i think i that's the way i've learned to watch movies so i think that it's just a more enjoyable way to watch things um, don't get me wrong. I get people comparing Spider-Man because we we all do that, right? But it's yeah. like, okay, what's the story they're trying to tell? Uh, what are the themes and the plot points? Did they do that well? Mm-hmm. And that's and that's it, right? And when you when you go into the cameos and what well, Tony Tony Stark should have been there and Captain America should have been here, it's like no. This is, also this isn't a comic book. They cannot just draw Captain America in casually <laughs> and be like, all right, there you go, Captain America's here. <laughs> They gotta pay people. They have to pay Chris Evans to, like, you know, he, his contract is up, right? He's also an old man in this universe and yeah. after Endgame. So it's like, it's not making much sense, right? Like, you have to build slowly to what they're doing next. We definitely do have Captain America now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Anthony, uh, whatchamacallit? Mackie. Um, Anthony Mackie, thank you. Mm-hmm. So it's just like a matter of just like, it's, it's, it's a matter of being patient and they're literally rebuilding. And Kevin Feige has said that, right? So, mm-hmm. I think some things work for me. I think the TV shows, to me, I wish they felt a little bit more like TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I realized in their production, like I was watching, I like to watch the behind the scenes things that they do, like the inside um, as- assembly, like Marvel assembly uh, episodes. And they wrote all these TV shows at the same time. Yeah. Even though they all came out throughout the past like two, three years, all of them were written back in 2019. So imagine after Endgame, you're writing these shows and then you're like, okay. I don't know really like like they didn't have a time to look it's not like how other tv shows work where you have one season you can see what works and you can fix it in the second season or you can fix it in the spinoff show or something else it's like these were all written around the same time productions happened around the same time maybe and uh they just didn't they can't go back and fix it so i do expect the tv shows that are being written right now the ones that are in production i guess after wandavision and whatnot they should be better because they're probably going to listen to what the critics are saying like i know a big critic is like they just feel like six hour movies fair some of them really do feel like six hour movies and they're not really using the television medium well i also hope that people realize that's why that's why i be the critiques at she hulk people are like well it does this is that it's a sitcom that's what it's supposed to feel 
Yeah. Like, you can see, watch Abbott Elementary, you can watch Modern Family, you can watch any sitcom, and it's like some sitcoms are just filler episodes. Not every mm-hmm. sitcom has to, sitcom shows are not meant to have, they're not like, I know in our TV universe, we're so used to like seven, eight episode TV shows where every episode something ha- important happens, everything's important. Sitcoms are not built that way. Sitcoms are really meant to have like filler episodes, bullshit happen, jokey joke side plot episodes. And so I hope that Marvel like really like uses that and adapts that well. But at the same time, I don't want them listening to the fanboys. I don't want them listening to like people who are just like, oh, I want Tony Stark. Oh, I want Thor. I want Hulk. If we don't have the main, if we don't have the main characters, then it's not it. It's like it's also very key to em- em- embrace diversity, right? Like, yeah. it's okay to talk about. You know, people were mad at Ms. Marvel because you know they were they were spamming her because she was uh she's a Pakistani girl. Like that's it, just racism, yeah. right? And so. It's gonna be interesting in Phase Five. We respond to Phase Five because I think the first movie coming out is gonna be Ant Man: Quantumania. That yeah. should be a fun one. Hopefully, it's really good. Um, Things in that with Kang, yeah, Kang the Conqueror. Doctor Doom has a chance showing up in that because Doctor Doom is in the Quantum Realm. That he, right. I won't think he does run the Quantum Realm, so maybe he might show. Up, maybe he won't. But yeah. I won't be mad if he doesn't show up. Right, right. like. Um, also, because you gotta pay, you gotta cast people, right? They have not announced any casting on Fantastic Four. Um, I know the Blade movies um getting pushed back for next year. Oh, I'm mad about that. Um, I'm glad they're gonna push it back because I don't want Blade to be bad. The first Blades are so good that I'm like, I don't want this to be shitty. So yeah. like, I rather y'all just fix this shit. Um, but it would have been cool to see that around like Halloween. Mm-hmm. But I guess that uh. It and it kind of gave the little, um, I guess, teaser to it at the end of Eternals. Yeah. And I, and I, I'm with the Eternals. I want, hopefully the second Eternals will be better, better than the first, even though I do really enjoy the first Eternals. I, I like the first one, too. And this, I think, I like, oh, I'm sorry, were you still talking? No, about, no, go ahead, go ahead. I, I like Phase 4 because they had way more diversity in this one, I feel like, and this was the most diverse phase, it seemed like to me. Um, With Eternals, they had some of everybody on that team. You know, somebody yeah. was, he was deaf, somebody that was uh gay somebody that was a you know feet like a lot of females like they had everything women on. yeah it's women sorry women that's okay um and then just the fact that it had the shows like you know this was something new and yeah. i you know i think that that was uh, we don't always have to wait for you know the movies now we had shows to fill us up yeah. in between you know what's funny I'm, I'm thinking about the shows i guess we didn't rate the group one <laughs> oh yeah, I, I I actually was gonna put that in there, but I was like, I watched Groot like while I was cooking, like I didn't really pay attention. It wasn't fun, like I don't know, like Groot is I don't count that. Yeah. I don't think that's it's, it's it's probably canon, but it's a kids thing. It was cute, like I didn't hate it, like yeah. um it just not much happened. So anyway, yeah, uh I think Phase Four is so diverse and so unique. Mm-hmm. I, I just hate how people are writing things off just because they don't think their favorite characters. That's what I'm basically. That's saying. what it is. Like, um, your favorite character is going to be fine. Um, it's okay to have diversity. It's okay for women to run teams and like right. to be in charge of their stories. Uh, especially look like, at superhero y'all. It's like, how can y'all? I don't understand how people can make superheroes so unfun. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, if, anything else you want to say about Phase Four? I think um, I got- no. Like I said, it was definitely it was my my uh, favorite phase, and I think they start. I think they started it well with Wandavision. I think they ended it well. With Black Panther. Yeah. And I will say there were some rough points. I think there were some rough points. I think this is the phase where people were trying to lose faith in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe it's a little bit of burnout because there have been a lot, like there've been a lot of TV shows and TV shows and movies. And I think also because people are like, we don't see anything connected. Something I realized when I was thinking about this podcast and I was thinking about phase four was 
the reason why we felt like they were going towards something is because at the end of phase one they had they had the avengers movie in 2012 right. and I, I just rewatched that the other day after i came from wakanda forever it was on i'm like damn this movie is so so still fucking really good this movie still really hits mm-hmm. um but anyway i think because there were no t- there was no team up movie this phase you know we didn't see an Avengers movie with all the characters that we just met, right? Yeah. And I think that's where people's frustration gets because it's like well, we don't know where they're going. They're going towards Secret Wars, right? right. They they've announced it at this point, right? So, um, I think that's also why people are so antsy. I think that I think when we get next year in the year after that, twenty twenty four, when we see the Avengers movies, we'll be like, oh, okay, now we get where you're going. Right? And people will do what they always do. They go back and they do a rewatch, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, this connects to this and that connects to that, and this is doing that, right? Like so. I think people. I think we're all. I think the MCU is gonna be is gonna be okay. All right, you guys. Thank you for listening. Sorry for the abrupt ending. We just, I just cut out the part of the DC episode where we talked about our thoughts on Black Adam, um, but my reviews up on Letterboxd. And yeah, I just want to keep the episode short. It was getting a little bit long. That's it. Thanks for listening, guys. Ah!